Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you're having a great week here in the middle of August. Pam and Ricky join me and we answer your listener questions. So we go all over the place today. We get a question that's really interesting about the Disney dining plan and whether to add that to a package because this guest is going to be doing a lot of signature dining. So it's interesting with Hoop-de-Doo Review, Yachtsman Steakhouse, they're foodies and they like to have adult beverages, but they're not into snacks. We kind of try to break that down to see if this will work out best for them. So we talk about positives and negatives in that situation. We also review our thoughts on the first look at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party for this year. We talk about the virtual queue for Tron and how that might be improving in the parties to come. We uh, discuss where it might be fun to pop an actual human to replace an audio animatronic around Walt Disney World, uh, where we'd like to return one of the former parades that have gone away at Walt Disney World. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Our podcast is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today to swing by their website over at themagicforless.com. Fill out that free, no obligation quote form, and Angel will get back to you right away. No additional cost to you. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you sincerely to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. And you can support us as well for just $5 a month for all these podcasts we do. We do more than any other Disney podcast out there. And we sure appreciate your support. And you'll get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So if you'd like to support us, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,337 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week and having just a fun time at work or back to school. Some of you teachers and students have a great school year. And we're here to get you through that week by answering your listener questions. So thank you for the great questions in the inbox. Thanks to everybody who's joining us here on Facebook, Twitter, tw uh, Twitch, and YouTube. We have a good time. So joining me today, we have Ricky from themouseforless.com. Ricky, happy Halloween. A little bit late because the party <laughs> started last week. I feel like I'm late to the party here. What's going on? I know. Boo to you. Boo to uh, you and, and you and you. And you. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I am counting down because I am finally, finally, after all this time, going to be on the wish. Uh, so I get to sail finally on the wish. It has been so many years in the making for this trip. Um, Brian and I didn't think it was ever going to happen, basically. But now it is. And I'm still like, kind of like thinking it's not going to happen. Like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but uh, oh, I'm really hoping that's not the case because uh, there's no backing out now. We were just uh, talking before we hit the record button that when we, we make things happen on the show, know, and you just said I that, know. so you just cursed yourself. So uh, curse nice job, landlubber. You're going to be Yikes. stuck in Georgia. <laughs> Let's hope not. Uh, but yeah, so I'm very excited to finally, finally get to see the wish. Uh, so yay. 
<laughs> All right, so I got to get Pam introduced because we're going to do something for you here. Pam Forrester, yes. she's the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, residing just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pam, happy Wednesday. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. I'm, I'm excited. Like, it's like kids are going back to school. Um, it's like the time when people get their school calendars. They're starting to plan vacations. They're starting to think about spring break. And I just want to take a minute to say... Yay to the people who are already planning for spring break, because what happens is you get to be like a few months down the road and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to plan spring break or, or you wait until after the holidays. And then you come to us and you're like, okay, I want to go to Disney world here, or I want to go on a cruise here. And we're like, okay, there's some limited availability yep. here that yep. we're working with, or the cruise prices have gone up significantly. So my best advice, if you're looking to plan, a cruise or a world or adventures by Disney or Disneyland or even an Alani vacation, um, reach out now so that we can get that locked in. And you guess what? Then you have a few more months to make some payments. So that's true. I mean, that that's very true. Great sage advice there because you want to lock in <laughs> yes. and get that and you can always modify. You can even cancel if, uh, yes. you know, your, your kid has to go to school for spring. They don't make kids go to spring break school. That would be terrible. I, so. I mean, you'd, you'd really be It's struggling. not like summer school. Yeah, I mean, I can, can you imagine if they started doing spring break school because you struggled so hard? They're like, dude, you're not even making it to summer. We're making you go to spring break school. That'd be, <laughs> that that'd would be, be horrible. Dude, that'd be like next level summer school. Holy cow. They'd have to make a Yikes. movie with uh, Mark Harmon for that one, for sure. That'd be like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the prequel. Would, yeah, that's, I think, what they call generational trauma. Trauma. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't that what Encanto was really about? I didn't see it. I don't know. Ballad. Oh my gosh. Of course you haven't seen Encanto. Oh my god. The goodness. last movie I saw was uh Last Jedi. Uh the no no the the Skywalker one. The last Star Wars movie, episode nine. That was the last movie I've seen. <laughs> anyway, so, so here's the question I have for Pam. Pam, Ricky. 50-50 Michael on the wish because she just cursed herself. But if she <laughs> gets lucky enough to get to go now that she opened her big mouth. What's the one piece of advice you would give Ricky for a rookie wish sailor? What's the one thing you would tell her to do? That to not, to go into it with an open mind and not judge it based on your experience on other ships. I think that's the thing that I have heard sinks people more than anything else yeah. when they're thinking about this. It's just that they're like, well, I didn't like it because it wasn't like this or it wasn't like this. And it's like, of course it wasn't like this. If it was just like that, then they could have just made the same ship over and over right. and over again. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So, I think um, the good thing is I've sailed on the magic and I've sailed obviously on the dream and the fantasy. So like the magic is different enough from the dream and the fantasy. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like, I, and I love the magic and, you know, I obviously love the dream and the fantasy. So I do have like kind of an open mind with it, which I, I agree with you. I've heard that's kind of the biggest hurdle is you know it's it's not the dream or it's not the magic and it's like well no correct duh you it's won not. you get a point yes and, and guess what the treasure won't be the dream or the magic or not. the wish even so you know not. yeah so i'm no just, I'm it will. Excited. and yeah. there will be things that you love about it and things that you don't love about it but i think um you know first of all 
you're on a Disney ship. Right. So that's, you know, always a good thing. And you have to go to all the lounges. All right. And I'll give, I'll let Mike give his piece of advice too. First of all, don't go blasting full speed on the deck when you're on your morning jog and expect to go all the way around. Don't well, think you're going to blast. Cause you, you'll be run right into the, the I'm just saying, I'm just saying if you Brian do, you'll might, blast it. But I won't be. And sometimes so I've there. seen Brian, I've seen him run the marathons cause he was the yeah. one that was zigzagging outside of the cones. Cause yes. I was running with somebody. I was like, who is that over there? Dude, like going in and out of the, it was Brian. Yeah, yeah. So he could actually probably like blast out on the deck and run into the rails because you think it goes all the way around. No, I'm just joking there, but it doesn't. So, no, with that, I would say make sure you catch Kiss Goodnight one night. Make sure you do that one. And the last night of the, there's an energy the last night of the cruise too. Okay, so that for everyone who doesn't know is what it happens at midnight, right? Or no, it happens at three in the afternoon. Stop. Just saying, that's kind of a dumb question. No, just go ahead. It does happen at midnight. <laughs> all right so it happens at midnight and it's in the lobby of the wish right in, no it's in the, yeah. the women's restroom on deck i'm gonna punch oh, you goodness. so hard <laughs> when, I, when i see you in september i want Jen to fall off and punch you like seriously i was trying to help those that actually didn't know what that okay. was okay so yes it's in the lobby it's, where do you think the kiss goodnight is is it the adventure land at the magic kingdom no it's at the castle it's you know, it's in the lobby sorry i've been the girls have been Paige has been home the last few days i've been having to be like sarcastic just because you gotta you gotta hold your own you know like both girls are here and pam's at work that's true that's true so i gotta i gotta fight it off sorry everybody it's just me (laughs) being the dad sorry i was trying to help the listeners and you're sitting here trying to be a jerk i'm sorry i'm a dad and i gotta like i mean it just comes out sometimes okay first question of the day comes from adam morning mike I'm Adam from the UK here. Been listening for the last few months. Love the show. We're currently planning a three-week break in October of 2024, staying at the Beach Club, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and a week offsite at a villa. I'm very, ke- I'm a very keen runner like you. Can you recommend any good routes while staying on site from Beach Club and Animal Kingdom Lodge? Keep up the great work, Adam. P.S. Go Yankees. Sorry about that. The Yankees are terrible this year, but so are my Cardinals. Better luck next year. Um, so here's that it. it's ironic that he's a Yankees fan and he's from the UK. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Isn't it ironic, said Alanis Morissette. Anyway, um <laughs> I will say you've picked a great resort to, to for runners, and you've picked an absolutely terrible resort for runners. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? So let's start with the good news. Beach Club, great place to stay. Step outside. You can run that loop between the beach, the yacht, and the boardwalk around Crescent Lake. You can actually just veer off there, head down to the studios, run around the little entrance plaza there where the friendship boats drop you off. It is an amazing place to run. It is awesome. Great place to run. One lap around there is about three quarters of a mile, just Crescent Lake. If you add the the jog down to uh, the studios, you can probably get about a mile and a half in. If you add the Crescent Lake and back and forth from the studios, that's a great run, especially at sunrise. Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, not great. There is a treadmill, though. There's a fitness center at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's your best bet. Go into the fitness center, jump a treadmill, and do that. I have when I was crazier than I am now. I've run kind of up and down between uh, Jumbo House and Kidani. Not recommended because um, it's kind of just like between the bus stops. You can also run the perimeter of the parking lot. Also not recommended because you can get hit by a car. And you're also from the UK. So our cars are on opposite sides of the road. So in a moment of, of brain fart, you could just get hit because you might be thinking people are on the wrong side and you might not 
realize it. So I would recommend a treadmill while you're at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So that's what I would say. All right. We've got a question here from Jason. It's a theoretical, hypothetical question. If you could replace an animatronic on an attraction with a cast member, what would you choose? So you put a person... I, got, I, I think I get what Jason's saying. Like during the Halloween party sometimes, yeah. you yes. pop like a, a real person into Pirates. Sometimes it's they, actually yeah, Johnny Depp out of Disneyland. And they've done that too. I think he yes. like drank a little bit too much rum, stumbled in and like, dude, I'm just taking over. What's up? Arg! And I don't know who it scares more, him or the, the guest, but that'd be pretty awesome. Right? So, uh, Pam, what would you, where would you throw somebody in and just freak people out? I think the Haunted Mansion, which is another thing like way back when they used to do, but yeah. dang, um, you know, how fun would that be at certain areas? There are certain yes. areas of that ride that are actually really dark. And I think you could do it too in the graveyard area. That's like, what I was thinking. Those, yeah, like someone could pop out behind something. I think that would be really kind of cool, kind of funny. It would add an, an extra level to it, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I would love that. Um, just, you know. Yeah. A few nights out of the year during the parties. I like that. Yeah, I I was actually going to agree with you with the Haunted Mansion because you've got, um, you know, Madame Carlotta that sits outside uh, a lot of times for the Halloween yes. party or Madame Renata, which is always such a great experience. I love getting to watch them. Uh, and so, like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to have them actually in the attraction in the graveyard scene? I think that would be a, you know, kind of amazing. Uh, and so I agree with you. I think that that one actually was where my brain was going first. Um, I kind of have to agree with, I think Len said it, or uh, yeah, or Jason said it. Uh, the the father for Carousel of Progress I'd be good at that. would be another awesome one. That I agree. Cool. Yeah, the birds are you know, chirping. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> be actually telling the story. <laughs> actually, just having the entire cast, like just be an entire cast of people, uh, not just the father, but you know the entire the entire story. So I think that would be kind of cool. That would be uh, fun. Yeah, that it would do be. That. That'd be really cool. But you'd have to be yeah. on your game. Like but okay, if I'm gonna come up with a different one, like a totally different one than anybody said, I think I've got the perfect answer. It's not an attraction, but Sunny Eclipse. Come on, let's do Sunny Eclipse. Let's do it. But like, you'd have to be bringing in an actual yeah. alien. Like, do we have yeah. to go out to Area 51? And... Yes, bring in an actual. Alien. I mean, apparently we... they're real. I mean, our government really? is. I mean, admitted it. Sunny Eclipse is for real. I mean, this is he's in Tomorrowland. This is no joke. It's or talk about being overqualified. Like you've come from a species that has figured out how to get <laughs> exactly. all these light years away from us, to, from you, where you live to us. But we want to set you in here, and you can be. Be a oh. loud singer. Yeah, dude, all he does is sing the planetary blues all day. <laughs> At a place that sells corn dogs. They're hot mediocre dogs. burgers. No, for mediocre burgers is exactly Pam's hey, right. And that, mediocre probably better. a chicken sandwich or two. Yes. And a bad. giant foot log hot dog that does not need to be that And long. no more cheese. No, no more hot lava cheese. No. That no. And no good. more toppings. You don't get any more lettuce or tomatoes. Mm. No, nothing like that. You just got to get it on your sandwich. And by the way, Nichelle here in the chat, uh, crushing my dreams because uh, I thought that was real too. Uh, just till about five minutes ago. So thank you for crushing my dreams with that comment. And I'm not going to read out loud because you'll crush everybody else's uh, dreams right, too. Um, but no, here, I have two. I have two, but okay, here's mine. Okay, one, and these don't really, they're both of the studios. One is an extinct attraction. But I, this animatronic, I always just, I couldn't take my eyes off of. 
and it was the Wicked Witch in yes. the Great Movie Ride. I was like, I was yes. always like, oh, is yeah. that a person? Because that thing, that thing was so real looking, I couldn't she tell. Was. Now, if you'd put a real person there, I couldn't have told the difference. Like that thing was so fluid, and like you could have put a person, <laughs> and I'd have been like, dude, that's real. Like they're coming at me. If that yeah. person would have jumped down and got into that vehicle, wouldn't have scared, wouldn't have shocked me like it, nope. at all. Okay, and the other person, I know this is a real person, but I if it they they got me like my first three trips to Disney. It was John Pelkey the first two times that I ever went to the show. It was the Indiana Jones show where back, they don't do this anymore. And this is such a shame. But remember back in the day on the Indiana Jones show where they would, they would show like how to take a punch at the beginning. Yes. Like, and they'd have, so they'd take volunteers from the crowd and like, you know, like real people. Like I, I got on the stage one time, like I got up there and like, there was real people. Cause I was up there. They put you in like, you know, the, they'd take you back and put you on, you know, you put on the costume and they'd have like five people lined up, but you didn't know like one of them was a Disney worker. And I didn't know back then one of the dudes was John Pelkey, the, the run Disney guy. Dude, they drilled him like, boom. And they just, he went down and I was, he was like standing next to me. I'm like, holy God, they just dropped him. Like, am I going to get, am I getting trucked? I didn't know that. And then, you know, of course I came around to figuring out, dude, they're not going to light me up here, but I, I was like, "What is going on?" The first the first time, it shocked me because I because he, he came out of the seats like he wasn't coming from back. I saw him like he was eager, raising his hand just like I was. He was like in cargo shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt. He didn't have like a cast member shirt. Uh, no, or anything. they sold you perfectly. Oh, totally got me, dude. And they just lit him up. They go bam, and he just poof, just laying there. I was like, "What is going?" I thought Disney was nice. They just drilled this guy. And then he got up and they gave it to him like in the gut. Ugh. I was like, oh man, it was, I, I, I cannot, I mean, I don't know why they don't do that because I, that was one of the greatest, like it shocked me. <laughs> I was like, holy, what is going on? You know, it's like one of those back now, like this would be a great TikTok video, right? This is 20 years before TikTok probably, but I could not believe it. I, it was one of those things. Did you ever have a shocking moment like that, Pam, at Walt Disney World where they oh, got yeah. you on something like that? Because I mean, they got me with that that bit. And I mean, I was shocked. Did they ever get you that? I know. I'm trying to remember like if I was gotten the first time I had seen that. <laughs> and I probably was. I mean, really, I would have been younger and I know like seen it as a kid. Um, there were definitely things like that. I mean, just things that you thought were real. I mean, I my mom tells the story and I do kind of remember as I got older, I felt the same way. She said the first time that they took me on Peter Pan, like I said, turned to her and said, we're flying. Yep. Like, how are we flying like Peter Pan? And I mean, I know like at that point it might've been a tad easier to trick me. I'm not sure, you know, whatever. But I remember that feeling just being like, this is like, this is magic. This is, you know, that, and I love to see that with little kids too, or, or adults, anyone seeing it and really embracing the magic is a very cool experience. So I love that. But here's the difference. You're probably like a six-year-old girl. I was like a 30, <laughs> 35 year old dad. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe this. They just almost <laughs> killed this guy. And this guy's a dad that's got to go home to his kids just like me. He's laying here a bloody mess on the floor. Ricky, did you ever, do you remember like a moment at Walt Disney World where you got got by them? 
Uh, I got got uh, one time when uh, Brian and I, it was our first trip uh, together, and I got got by Brian uh, because here's what happened. We went to see it, it, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they put out the questions, uh, you know, the question for the audience to do, and he's sitting there, and he says, I made it before they even, like, posted who won and then i'll be darned if he didn't end up in the hot seat i got got by brian so i mean <laughs> that was and then i was sad because he got the question wrong about 101 dalmatians like how many puppies there were he guessed 101 instead of 99 but he'd never seen the movie at the time See, so i would have had no clue yeah, i yeah, said yeah. 101 but, i mean it makes sense yeah but i mean when i was a kid obviously i got got by um country bear jamboree because i thought that those were actual bears and i thought they were going to eat me so granted i was two um but you know that's i mean that was very realistic to me and i did not want to get eaten by a bear so i mean i got got when i was two so yeah. let me ask you this back to my thing now that it's all about me but i have the big microphone here <laughs> Why, oh, okay. why, why do they not do that thing on Indiana Jones anymore? Because I think, I mean, it was standing room only when I went down in July because we, we did that full day at the studios. I mean, I know the movie had just come out. Is it because it's so violent and now society is turned against violence? Like they don't want to show like somebody getting beat up. I mean, because that was probably 15 years ago. Have we turned so much as a society? Because I think that is the greatest bit. I would love to see like new dads that have no idea what they're getting. I mean, cause like that left an impression on me. I was for real. Like they almost killed a guy. I, I think I have your answer. I don't think you're going to like it. Uh, I'm almost certain that the answer has to do with money. Um, and the fact that they don't want to pay you know, like a, that's actor. an actual actor that they have to pay. Uh, and so they don't want to pay another equity actor. Same reason they haven't brought back Streetmosphere, you know? I mean, yeah, same thing. They don't true. want to hire equity actors back because it costs extra money. Now, they should because they're amazing. Um, but That's I mean, true. There's no Streetmosphere. And it was the same it was the same exact it, thing because you're like walking. Yeah, it was Streetmosphere. That's a great comparison because you'd yes. be walking through the studios and they'd be like, because <laughs> you'd just be walking like normal, sir. You got to walk yes. with purpose. You're in the shot. And you're, and you're like, dude, I'm just a dad from, you know, St. Charles, Missouri. No, 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 no. You got to walk like this. Yeah, exactly. And then and also you're in the movie. Yeah, was, yeah, you're right. That's and a good point. It makes me sad. And doesn't he bring back the streetmosphere? We miss them so very much. Oh, man, you're exactly right. <laughs> God, that was the that was that was what made the memories so much. I mean, they have great rides. Don't get me wrong. I have a good time there. But that was the stuff that was just like, whoa, it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. back to the questions. I was hogging it there. Sorry. Okay. As uh, usual. Emily, I know, sorry. I put the big <laughs> mic away. Uh, Emily says, hello, BOGP crew. I have an upcoming trip to the world in January for six nights. And one, your opinion about the dining plan. I'm a very budget conscience, or I'm very budget conscience, but you wouldn't think that looking at my sit-down restaurant wish list, I have Hoop-de-Doo, Storybook Dining, and Yachtsman, all of my itinerary, all two wow. credits. We are foodies and love adult beverages, but not big on snacks. I'm thinking the dining plan does not make sense, but do you agree? Emily is in Pennsylvania. Pam, talk to her about this. What would work best for her? She's got hoop de doo Storybook Dining, Yachtsman, all signature, and they're looking at adult beverages, but they don't do snacks. What would what advice would you give her? Um, I would say what we need to because i have not 
done the deep math like mm -hmm. this on this, whether it will work out for like um, shows and, and things like that. Um, the thing that is the wild card in the dining plan, even people that are sort of on the fence about the dining plan is typically your drink of choice. Um, and it makes a huge difference because even the non-alcoholic specialty drinks are, you're looking at a 10 to $12 drink item, you know, at that price. I think it's around there for like smoothies and whatnot. If you're getting like a non-alcoholic drink, if you're getting an alcoholic drink, then that would be a little more. So think about that. That's where you're going to take a deep dive. Know that at Hoopty Doo, the um, drinks come with it. The drinks that are there are included. And that whole thing. So I, I think that it just is, you're, you're just going to have to do a, a dive on the math and the, the snack thing, I think, even if you don't snack, that doesn't really impact it or not. You can use those snacks, I agree. put a couple together as meals for breakfast or lunch or whatnot. Or I mean, you're always going to get a bottle of water or soda somewhere here and there. And that's a snack too. Yeah. A hundred percent. But in, in, um, at all of the quick service restaurants, especially at the resort hotels, there's going to be a few things that they designate as snacks. And that can be anything from like a small portion of eggs to a bagel with cream cheese to um, cereal and some milk, like all of those things could count as snacks typically. So that's something that you're going to want to consider. Even at lunch, there are certain things like a mac and cheese or um, a fries with like cheese and bacon and chili. on them. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean, like they count as a snack that can be used certainly as a meal. There's also usually a side salad for those people who are looking for something a little healthier. I mean, there's a lot of good options. I always use the um, example of the Yak and Yeti uh, oh, counter the service. Rice. The chicken fried rice, yeah. that really, that's a bargain. snack. That's it's, a meal. It's, yeah. It really is. It really is. So there's a bunch of those out there too. So those are the things that are going to determine more um, whether that dining plan is worth it for you. For, for the ones, now we just did some straight up ones that would not be signature, that would be just sort of meal for meal. For most people, um, we have found that the dining plans are going to be a great option for them for those reasons that I just talked about. The dining plan went up slightly when it was back, when it was released again, but it actually wasn't even, it didn't go up nearly the percentage that the meal price has gone up in Walt Disney World and at every other restaurant that you eat in the country or probably in the world. It just hasn't, if the dining plan went up slightly, but it really wasn't that much of an increase, especially when you consider like even the drinks are more expensive than they used to be. Even soft drinks or iced tea or any of those things are more expensive and all included. So a, a few things to think about. The only thing that I have as kind of a sticking point with all of it is the fact that I don't know how many days they're going to be there, but they want to do three signature meals. And like, usually I can see where it might work out with doing like one signature meal, you know, or something like that. But having three of them, that's the part that I'm a little concerned about as far as if you get the most value out of it. Um, I agree with you, Pam. I think you're that you're going to have to do the math and figure out kind of like, it, it will depend on the beverage of choice that you want to go with. Um, mm -hmm. If that will help make up for, you know, the, the addition that will take place with uh, the, the signature meal. 
Um, like I said, if there was one, maybe two, I might like say, yeah, you probably would be okay. But when you add that third one in, it, it really kind of, that makes me question it just a little bit. And if it's going to come down to, to almost even, here's my, my biggest thing. And this is just a philosophical thing with me. Again, it's your mileage may vary, but this is why I like cruising. If it comes down like with it's within 50 bucks or something or 25 bucks, I'm adding the dining plan. I'm getting it paid for ahead of time. So I don't have to mess with it. It makes it right. more feel more all inclusive. That's why I love cruises because things feel all inclusive. I like to sit down, go into the restaurant and just order. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just me. It just, it's just she's budget conscience and it, that's totally me too. And I just like to have that freedom that when I'm on vacation, I'm not looking at the price of everything. That, you aren't looking a, for the chopper chicken. No, that's right, totally me exactly. though, because I mean, when I am paying out of pocket, I'm always, you know, I'm always, I will short myself. I, you know, it just, that's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I will look and say, well, here's the cuts of meat and I always go to the cheaper one. I mean, you know, cause it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be like, yeah, it's fine. You know, but, but if I'm on the dining plan, I will treat myself. You know, it's just one of those right. things. It's vacation. So I will treat myself. So it does give me a little bit better experience when I'm down there. So if it's within 25, 50 bucks for the package, you know, of what I'm coming up with on the math, I will, I will kick in and then kind of splurge while I'm there and have a good time with it, you know, and have fun because yeah, I said the that. foodies. Yeah, I can see that. All one. right. So here's a great question because Paul is tuned in all the way over in Scotland. So thanks for tuning in over on Facebook over in Scotland as we record live. We really appreciate that. And uh, Paul says, what is or was your favorite parade? And what would you bring back? I would bring back Spectrum Magic. So, Paul, I'm with you. But here's the thing. I've been kind of stewing on this for the last five minutes as I saw it pop up as a comment. Man, I have two. Inspector Magic is one. My other one is Tapestry of Dreams or Tapestry Ooh. of Nations, the first one. Yeah, that's good. And one. I'm trying to decide between the two because Tapestry of Nations was sliding right into Illuminations on a hot summer night at Epcot in like 2000 or 1999. It was about the perfect uh, combo ever. Mm -hmm. I got to go Spectrum Magic, though. I'm, I'm with wow. Spe Yeah, Spectrum Magic was, spe man, the Magic Kingdom at night with the castle and it just kind of, I, I'd like to like see like a, like an aerial view of it just like warming its way from like Liberty Square down to Main Street through the hub and all the trumpet players that would give you nightmares, but they were cool. And those dancing <laughs> ostriches, which again would kind of give you nightmares, but they were kind of cool. And the music and the lights, it was just... It was truly awesome. Like, I love Spectro. It was Main Street Electrical Parade, but a little bit better. I liked it better. So, Pam, what about you? Could you bring back one parade? What will you bring back? I think for me, it is Tapestry of Nations. Um, I just have so many sweet, sweet memories of Hannah being pulled out to dance in that parade. She loved it. I've said this before, but she just happened to be the perfect age and the perfect amount of enthusiasm which was a hundred percent enthusiasm all the time <laughs> and every time the parade was on like they would pull her out into it like every single time we saw it um she just loved it so much i can just remember all of those um different the drummers the <laughs> the colorful puppets um that were really like sort of triangles of color mm -hmm. different i mean it was just all of it was really really so cool and just such so many great great memories there so i would love that and i would love to see something that 
did something that that parade did, which is it's everything sort of stopped around World Showcase. Everyone was okay. sort of engaged in that parade um, and encouraged people to sort of dance around together with people they didn't know, with people they did know, all of that. It was really sort of entertainment and World Showcase that went the whole way through World Showcase. And I loved that too. So um, yeah, I, I would think I would choose that one. Yeah, every night it gave it like a heartbeat. Like it was when you because you could hear the you could hear the drums because if you didn't ever see it, go on YouTube and check it out. But you saw these this big wheel. The float was like a big wheel of drums, and the drummers would play it as it slowly moved around, kind of like a clock. And even if you were like walking from Future World into World Showcase, you would hear it. And what it did to me, I mean, and I think the Imagineers did this on purpose. It was like a subconscious. Uh, transition from day to night like okay the now we're transitioning into the evening in world showcase it's going to take on a different persona for the rest of the day in mm -hmm. epcot we're going into a slower time we're going to relax we're going to celebrate we're all going to get together you're right it totally changed everybody slowed down but you, one of the what i always remember whenever i think of tapestry of nations besides that great music that and illuminations together i played that soundtrack till it just fell apart oh yeah but like <clears throat> You mentioned the moment with Hannah. It's when those those puppeteers that would walk the parade would like bend over and have that that puppet like shake hands with a little kid standing on the side. There was something magical about that every time, like every single time, because they did it with Paige a couple of times. But it didn't matter if it was your kid or not. Every time you saw that, it was like. It was like a magical moment. And they did that multiple times throughout the parade. You saw it happen all. It didn't, it wasn't like it happened once in a while. It happened all the time. But I mean, you're right, Pam. It made, it felt like you were making a connection, like a larger connection than you. And you saw it every night at Epcot. It was, it was yeah. a really special time. It was a very optimistic time, I think. It felt like, it felt like if they would have put the mission statement for Epcot up on the board and said, <laughs> we need to do, we need to make a parade that embodies yes. this. Then it would have been that, like they did it. So yeah, oh, I miss it. What about you, Ricky? I mean, what would you bring back? Oh, I get to answer the question. Oh, well, I mean, sorry, we just got into a <laughs> dissertation about how much we love Epcot '99 with a little, uh, fan, uh you know, festival of our uh, Tapestry well, Nations. I never got to see Tapestry Nations. I know uh, I've heard it, and I've like I've I've seen video of it, but like I never got to see it in person. So, um. I am sad about that. My favorite parade overall, and I'm not a parade person, my favorite parade overall is the Boo to You parade. I absolutely adore that parade. It is by far the one parade I will make sure that I watch. Like, if I'm going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, it is because of the Boo to You parade. Um, so that's one. Um, the parade that I miss probably would be the Main Street Electrical Parade, I feel like. Um, you know, I... I I, I, I have like vague memories of Spectrum Magic. I, I saw it, um, but like it, it didn't like connect with me. Um, but I do like the Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, seeing it in Disneyland was just amazing. Um, was I have cool. the, you know, Pete's Dragon popcorn bucket uh, sitting here in the, you know, the, the BOGP studio here. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it was just a, a fantastic parade. Now, the interesting thing I think all of us have is every single one of the parades that we've mentioned is a nighttime parade. Yep. Uh, so there is something special about nighttime parades at Disney. And, you know, I know why they don't do it. It's just such a, a crazy, busy time under normal circumstances to do a nighttime parade uh especially nowadays but it does seem like that's kind of the common thread between all three of us is we all three enjoy the nighttime parades you won't catch me out there during the daytime parade i won't be out there 
They're, they're still, I mean, I, like, I like Festival of Fantasy. Don't get me wrong. It's but, I mean, good. It, it is, it is, it's difficult at, you know, August at three o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it is. I mean, because I want to be back at the hotel in a pool. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a sacrifice. And you can't, it's hard to take a midday break if you're going to catch that parade. It screws up yeah. your whole schedule. Yeah, it does. Like yeah, you got to make an effort. But you're right. I, you're so many, you made a great point, Ricky. I mean, so many of my early Disney memories are night times in the parks and they all we always stopped to see the parade i know you didn't but we always did it was always right. parade and fireworks parade and fireworks yeah. every time so good point ryan's got a question i know we can answer quickly i like <laughs> this he says any chance you know if they're running tron during the halloween party and if so how the wait was so yes they are we saw last week and they're using the virtual queue yes. which filled up almost instantly immediately the first party. yeah so you got to be quick on the trigger to get into the virtual queue Yes, um, but I think one of the reasons why, and I don't know if this will be something that they adjust um, moving forward, but um, I did see that the wait times for Tron, like one, if you actually had a virtual queue, was something like 15 minutes. Um, you know, That's so cool. I'm wondering if they'll kind of adjust it so that it would bump it up to maybe 20 or 30 minutes, um, you know, so that way more people would have the opportunity to ride the attraction. I guess I should say more people because technically you're not really filling it i don't know you know math but um <laughs> at least it would give more people the opportunity to feel like they're getting the, the chance to ride the attraction i guess i should say um so i guess we'll see as we move forward but yeah the, it was like only a 15 minute wait i saw from most people so. let me ask you this ricky so what of the party because we've, we've seen one of them as a recording right now besides it being uh like uh, walking on the surface of the sun hot that it melts your m&ms <laughs> here's your Here's your uh, here's your M and M's. Sorry, they're in liquid form tonight, but uh, you know, put put them back in the freezer when you get back to your hotel, and you'll they'll, they'll reform into they'll little maybe reform, uh, candy coated yeah. uh, circular things. Um, besides, I mean, good lord, it was so hot to there. I felt so bad. So hot. If I'd have had the Captain EO costume on, I'd have been oh, dead died. before we even got into the you, train station yeah. that night. Oh my! Because <clears throat> I almost died, and it was probably like that maybe was a that sweat. Night. That was legit. Oh. You were wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. I, I was thinking that I'd have been. I would have uh, Celebration Hospital like. Yes. Doop, boop, see you. Okay, but what did you see of the party? Because I overall, I thought they killed the party. I thought they've made multi improvements to the party this year. They've upgraded it in many ways. What did you think? I agree. I, you know, I, I thought about buying tickets to the party um, for you know, next weekend, um, you know, cause we get back from the cruise and I was like, mm, maybe I should buy, you know, the ticket for the Friday night, go, go from the cruise to the party. That would be kind of a nice little, you know, idea. And then I just kind of put it off and put it off and like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And then the ticket sold out. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not upset, upset about it. You know, like I was like, okay, I've been to the party many years. The last time I went to the official not so scary Halloween party was 2019. I went to the boo bash um, which was similar, but not quite the same thing. Um, so like I, re I, but now like looking back, I like kind of partially regret the fact that I didn't get tickets for that Friday night, but I'm also kind of happy because like, it was so hot and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be out there in the heat in the middle of August with melted candy. Like, you know, so that part I'm kind of happy about, but man, I agree with you. I think they really killed this party. I uh, I think that the... <clears throat> They have so many great like treats you know they started doing that treat thing of like and i know it's different you know a lot of people are like oh do they have the free popcorn and ice cream and unfortunately no that was the boo bash because that was an after hours event and a whole different thing it is you know the, the treats that they are offering you do have to pay for 
Um, except for the candy, obviously. Yeah, I like um, it how it is. You know, let me go trick or treating and buy the specialty stuff, dude. That's that's my jam. But I like exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fine. They have a lot of great unique items. I think this year they have just knocked out of the park with so many. I don't know how. Like I saw people going around and trying like every single thing. Yeah, I did, and I'm like, how did you? I oh. okay. I know that a lot of people just try a bite and then yeah. throw it away. Like that's how a lot of bloggers but I'm, work. I'm too but cheap to do that. I'd have to eat I'm everything. I'm too cheap to do that too. I'd be like, nah, dude. I'm eating this whole thing. In 15 heat index earlier in the day people and people are eating these lava cakes that look like a mummy right exactly which looked amazing by the way but i also don't know that i want a lava cake that in the you know yeah we're saying degrees. lava cake and it's 115 yeah. heat index three exactly. hours ago and it's probably I, still 105 at eight o'clock at night i uh, know i mean that sounds delicious but i don't know that i would do it but yeah, yeah i I regret that I didn't get a ticket, but then I also don't regret that I didn't get a ticket because I won't be able to go back in uh, Jane or in um, September or really because uh, I don't. Obviously, we won't be going back for you know when we all go uh, for the Give Kids World event, and then I can't probably go in October, so I, I'm out of luck. But that's okay. This party's gonna Next jam year. if it cools off like in like right around Halloween because I mean really the party's more exciting. Of course, you get the Halloween, so say like I mean it like, also oct- costs a small fortune. I know, but, yes. but it, it does. But yes. say you know like October 28th or something, and it's you get a little cool snap. Oh man, right. this party, Pam. I mean, did, what did you think? Because I I think Disney's listened to feedback and they've upped their game. Even in the parade, they've added like the Sanderson sisters, but yeah. Disney characters. I mean, they just took little things and and improved on a lot of little small stuff. I think. I think that that I I say this all the time. One of the things that Disney is good at is listening to feedback or constructive criticism, not the general like we don't like Disney because it's overpriced or whatever. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, what they're looking for is ways that they can meet guest expectations better. And um, that will be, you know, through improved experiences that is something that they can deliver on. So I think that that is something that they do. I, I think that they, you know, we really see that happening this year. I I love it. I, I mean, I love when we can take a, an experience and improve on it. Um, remember when years ago, the complaint used to be that the candy was not good candy. Like, yes, that. And so then Disney responded like, and it's like the candy is good candy. Yeah, it is. I it's mean, Mars. it's legitimately good candy. But before it was those weird, like gummy hamburger and hot dog things. And yes, like, I don't 100%. want those. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, all of that, um, I, I think that that is, you know, a, just a good example of what Disney does. Also, we've talked about this in the past, but one of the things that California guests get that we as Walt Disney World frequent guests did not get is all the different foods that are available for certain parties and holidays and whatnot. Well, hello. In the past few years, we have gotten like foods for everything, <laughs> like specialty foods, limited time items. Um, and I love seeing that. It is sort of a creative outlet. Like if I were a chef and I got to create some of this stuff, I would be like, oh, oh awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. Halloween's coming up. I got some ideas, yep. people. <laughs> and then like, you know, that whole thing. But I love how they do that. Um, and it's a great example of that. That cinnamon roll is going to have eyes and it's going to look right right into your soul for the month of October. (laughs) Okay, real quick. Last question of the day, uh, again, from Paul. We're coming in November. What are the parks like during this month? We've never been with Christmas decorations up during that time. 
November's a great time to come because it's transitional, right? It's between Halloween and Christmas. You will, if you come, you know, there's only a small period there before the Christmas decorations go up. November, if you come before Thanksgiving, awesome because most of the decorations are up. Not all, but they'll be up more in the parks. They get there in the resorts and you're going to see, you know, good weather for Central Florida. It starts to cool off. You're not going to see the 115 heat index. You can still see some lingering uh, effects of like uh, hurricane season and some rain, but you're going to have, you know, the opportunity to experience the the beauty of, you know, the Christmas trees and the, the Christmas lights and good. You're going to have a great time. It's a great time to be down there. It really is. So good right. job, Paul. Okay. So that's going to do it for today's show. You have a question, please email that to me at Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get that on the show here right away. And you can join us every Monday, usually around 530 Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. We love having our great folks. Just like Becky and Michelle and uh, Margie was here. Ryan was here. Lots of friends. Paul over in Scotland joining us here as we record. We appreciate them so very much. Don't forget, our shows always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan the next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Here's the best part. No additional cost to you. That's right. The price is right, and it's not just Bob Barker. It is free to you. And you're going to get lots of goodies, too, when you book with us. I'm telling you what, you're crazy if you don't book a Disney cruise with us. Because if you book it yourself, same price when you book with us. But when you get on the cruise, if you booked it yourself, you're going to be like, yeah, I booked it myself. That's awesome. I'm going to check my onboard credit. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Zero. If you book it with us and you go, I'm going to check that onboard credit. You're going to be like, whoa, whoa, I got an onboard credit. I can go get a drink. I can go We're buy. forward to next week, that onboard credit, You can baby. go. You know what? You can probably go get a Disney Wish floating wireless speaker. I might be able to actually. Maybe you can can pre-order those now. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk about that on Friday. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Because there's another way you can get one too. But you can use your onboard credit for it too if you want. You can get drinks. You can buy a shirt. You can get a cool hat like I wear sometimes. All that good stuff. Just don't use your gratuities. I'll find you because you can, (laughs) but I'll find you if you do. That's not fun. Anyway. It's just, we. you support the podcast, you support a small business, and you get benefits too. It's win, win, win. We just want to help you plan that great Disney vacation. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. You got to buy those Ticonderogas. It's last minute. Guess what? Amazon can get you stuff quick. Back to school supplies. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys allow us to put out the most Disney podcasts in the universe three, four, five podcasts a week. Nobody else is crazy enough to do that. And it's because of your support that we can. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. You can do that starting at just $5 a month. You get like 27 podcasts a month for that cost of, I don't know what it is per podcast, but it's cheap. So come on over and support us. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Pam a follow on social media at TMFLT Pam. Ricky's at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I and I-B-S. I'm at be our guest Mike. Instagram and Twitter. X, whatever you want to call it this week. Give us a follow. We'd love to talk to you this week. And don't forget Sunday night, Scott and I are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And we take your calls. We have a great time with that. We open up the phone lines and we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talked about betting and Disney last week. It was wild. We're, we're turning the Odyssey into a sports bar. Questions, but okay. It was great, man. The Odyssey is going to be the, the place where you can go and you can bet on cricket because there's game around the world. It's the transition. Cause 
you know, like it's 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 a transition into World Showcase, and you could take bets, and you could buy food from around the world in the Odyssey, but you could also throw some money on a cricket game or a little Australian rules football, mm-hmm. soccer. It's going to be awesome. We've already got it figured out for Disney. We're just waiting for the call. Anyway, join us Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central, and give us a call. That's what we do. It's 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 the way we wrap up weekends, and it's a lot of fun. It's very casual, but it's fun Disney talk too at the same time. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We're going to be back on Friday with a fun show. Deuces are wild on Friday. That's what I'm going to say. So let's say no more, but deuces are wild. So for Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike. Wish you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at beourguestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.